Welcome to Red Pill University. You are live with me, Joe, and Mike. Tonight we are finally getting into the uh, the new the, the final section of the course everybody's been waiting for, where we start talking about game, uh, the training wheels, the the synthetic stuff that a lot of guys have been asking for. And without any further ado, let's go ahead and bring up the slideshow and get going. All right, so we're going to define what it is, why it's important. We'll talk a little bit about natural versus synthetic game and so forth. All right. So game is, to me, an amalgamation of three primary skills. It's your social savviness slash awareness, being able to read others in a social context, your ability to make others comfortable with your presence, and then finally, your ability to escalate towards uh, whatever your end game goals are. Why is this stuff important? Because if nobody ever had game, no one would ever be getting laid. We would see the entire species die out. If you couldn't make women interested, yeah, you you are the success of all of your ancestors. When you think of it in that sense. And like I said here, everybody has game to some degree, whether they know it or not. And then there's also the aspects of the more attractive you are, the easier it's going to be. That's just nature. Not everybody gets to be an astronaut. Life isn't fair. Deal with it. And if you don't like where you're at, improve your presentation. Hit the gym, lose some weight, put on some muscle, uh, do better uh, grooming, learn how to you know, learn what style works for you as a person, as an individual. Oh, skip one here. I uh, just mentioned natural versus synthetic. Natural game is, as I said right here, primarily screening for women that are naturally interested. We've talked about this in the show before. We had a whole segment on it with the the, uh, the bell curve model and the spectrum. Synthetic game is the training wheels that we use to develop social competence. So I always like to say that uh, competence breeds confidence. The more you do something positively and get those positive reactions, the more confidence you're going to build. It's like with uh, when you first learn to drive a car, you're not very confident, uh, competent, so you know you're not very confident. If every single time you drove your car and you put it into a ditch or you hit somebody, you'd probably not be feeling too good about it and, and stop driving after a while. And we see this with a lot of guys. They just kind of give up. They go MGTOW or whatever, and they're not putting in the work to improve their skills. That's where this class comes into play, or I should say over here. Yeah, I mean, one of the interesting things about building frame is, you know, you can't have frame without outcome independence, and you can't have that without abundance. And so the abundance mentality is, you know, just connecting with as many as many people as possible, having a lot of options, talking to a lot of women. And then, you know, you're, you're not really worried about if, if one single connection kind of breaks down Exactly. and that, and that starts to strengthen, you know, that's frame construction 101. That's a big piece of it. Um, there's three parts of frame. There's physical, there's, you know, intellectual, and there's the emotional part and this emotional intelligence kind of aspect that, you know, the, the social competence piece that very much is emotional intelligence. Um, there's a great book on that that I, I want to plug here. That's Emotional Intelligence 2.0, and it goes further into this. And I don't want to get off track, but this is the part that is going to make you kind of you know savvy as you start to talk to women. Mm -hmm. And then also, if you see the little banners popping up, if you guys like this content, mm -hmm. hit that like button. It helps us out immensely with YouTube algorithm and making sure our stuff gets seen by other people. As always, uh, hit that notification bell, subscribe. Uh, moving on. So now I know I said a moment ago that. A natural game is often just screening for women that are already interested in you, but both natural and synthetic game can both be
be used to convert those women that are in the middle of the bell curve who are disinterested to becoming interested. And like I said right here, it's far easier to scream for women who are already interested than it is to try and, and, and fight that uphill battle of making women interested by DHVing or whatever you know the old uh, POA terms were. So with that, the ultimate goal of this course is twofold. One it is to get you to level up your social attributes, your presentation. That's to maximize those positive elements of natural game. And then two, the training wheels. This is what we're going to be moving into for the next few weeks with the course. This is to, again, build confidence through competence. Refer back to the example I just gave about driving a car. If every time you crashed it, you wouldn't want to drive very often. So if you guys are having a really hard time going out there, approaching, I mean, it's tough right now with the uh, the virus, but yeah, if you're having a hard time when you do approach and you're not getting positive results, then it's time to take a step back and maybe do a structured approach. All right, so internal versus yeah, say if they're if you're if you're not having a lot of success on your initial approaches, probably it's one of two problems. It's either what you're saying or who you're talking to. And so really, you know, taking a step back and understanding those two things and, and making adjustments accordingly. I've even got a bullet point in the show here. Uh, we're going to come up to that in just a second. Yep. Uh, so external game. Oh, AKA thunder. oh no, that's all right. Uh, let's see here. So it can be natural or synthetic. Synthetic, again, is the structured approach. This is your techniques, the gambits, the, the, the PUA stuff. Not all of it's great. There's some really cool shit in there that you can use. Uh, I take the Bruce Lee approach. You know, uh, ad adopt what is useful, reject what is useless, and add what is uniquely your own. When it comes to that kind of aspect of structured approaching and game, yeah, do what works for you as an individual. And again, it's the training wheels. I keep going back to that. Uh, so internal game. This is what you were just talking about a moment ago. This is the frame, your internal beliefs, your self-worth, your character. It's all of the stuff that's what's going on between your ears. You can't fake this. You can try, and you may actually end up getting into a relationship, but six months down the road, your true self will shine through. She's going to realize she got duped, and then you're going to be back to square one. They're going to find the chinks in the armor. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's going to be – it's never a good thing. This is why – this entire process is, is a life cycle kind of in a sense. It's a holistic approach to self-improvement. So you've got to make sure you're going through the entire process because there's no shortcuts. There's no magic bullets. There's no silver bullets. You just, you got to put in the work is all it comes down to. So moving on. Oh, also, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, episodes one through seven. If you haven't watched them yet, it's all leading up to this point. That was all. I don't think anybody realized it or not. But that entire sequence of episodes was to build your inner game. And this next portion of the class is moving forward into the outer game. All right. So the outer game doesn't work if your inner game is all screwed up. That's why we took so long getting here. So now moving yeah, I mean, forward. That's why the, the first advice we give you is yeah. lift and learn how to pass shit tests and, you know, work on your work on yourself, work on your presentation. Indeed. So now moving forward, this is a summary of what we're going to talk about going into the end of the course. We're going to talk about approaching, uh, building comfort through commonalities, rapport, qualification, conversational mastery, which I like to call the gift of gab, and then physical presence and escalation. Mm -hmm. Now, I always recommend Vin DiCarlo's Kino Escalation uh, Ladder. It's hard to find. It's apparently out of print. 
it's out there somewhere, but we're going to touch more on that later towards the end of the course, uh, end of the course. Right now, tonight, we're just going to focus on the approach. And do you have any uh, thoughts on that? Uh, on the approach piece? Yep. No, I think I think one one thing that's super clear from you know the the guys trading notes, especially in the Discord, is you know direct is better, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about first impressions and stuff like that. But I, I think going back to the conversation that we had about the, the sexual marketplace, just realize like you're going to get you're going to get more rejections than than yeses, and that's by design, right? So don't I, I would say uh, there's two pieces here. Like just be be it, and this goes back to outcome independence, right? And you're going to build that through a lot of interactions with people, but like just the mindset of understanding that you're going, you are going to fail, and that's okay. And a failure is just a not right now, right? Not today, uh, not you know, not interested for now, right? And that's fine, and that has to be what it is. But um, you know, there are going to be women that are that are interested, and that's you know, that's kind of what you need to wrap your head around is if you if you dial in you know, your mindset to, oh, I'm going to assume this person is at least going to want to have a, a decent conversation with me, right? Um, nine times out of 10, you know, you can you can go into it with a positive mindset. If you're struggling with the approach, first off, you know, maybe lower the stakes a little bit and, and just think of it as, you know what, I'm going to go into this and I'll have a good conversation. I'm going to see where it goes. And if it goes somewhere well, then I'll uh, escalate it from there. Right. And yeah, like Mike just said, it's, a lot of re, uh, rejections that you get have nothing to do with you. It could be where she's at in her life. Uh, she doesn't know anything about you. She's not rejecting you as a person. All she knows is that 10 seconds that you got, you spit game at her or said hello. It's very, very superficial. It's not who you are as a person. So don't get butthurt. Don't take it. To, don't take it personally. There are things we're going to talk about that in a minute. So yeah, there's things that you can do. Uh, I think we just lost Mike. He just uh, froze up there. So we'll continue on. So game, uh, first impressions. And I, I don't remember where I remember reading this. I think it was actually from a, a college presentation, a college course on um, on uh, like giving presentations, speeches, public speaking. You have about six seconds to make a first impression. Well, if you remember back in the old PUA days, they used to say, ah, the three-second rule. As soon as you see a girl you're interested in, you've got three seconds to approach. Well, if you follow that modality, you just burned up half your time to make a good first impression. If she, uh, oh, yeah, we, we really lost Mike. So yeah, if you're following the three second rule, there he is. You have just lost half of your time to make a first impression if she sees you coming. So the moment you guys lock eyes, give her the, uh, the smile, the eye flash, if she reciprocates and gives you that indicator, uh, that approach indicator, beat feet and walk over. Don't wait three seconds building up the uh, uh, the courage to go say hello. Get those feet moving immediately. Think of it as like a one-second rule. All right. Now, obviously, how you move is going to play an important part of how people perceive you. If you are very jittery, you've got a nervous energy about uh, about you, slow down. Be more deliberate with your delivery. We've spoken about this before with uh, pregnant pauses. They're very important. Lower your uh, the pitch on the end of your statements. You want to become more, uh, not domineering, but more dominant, more driven. When you go up, you're seeking a, a rapport. When you go down, you're giving more of a rapport break. 
use these tools to your advantage. And Mike was there, and we just lost him again. Uh, let's see. This is bad. Yeah, I think he's having some Wi-Fi issues. And also, uh, I don't know if you've noticed it. Got the old uh, Gold's Gym t-shirt on. We have started the Chad Challenge 2020. If you are not involved but you would like to, we are going to uh, do a 12-week challenge. The most improved individual voted on by you, our subscribers, and our Discord community. The most improved person will get a nice, shiny $50 Amazon gift card. Now, the main thing is every week we're all going to check in. We're going to uh, – uh, hey, there we are. We're going to let everybody know where we're at, and just it's mostly just to kind of keep accountability for everybody involved. Right now, we've got a roughly 20 people involved, including Mike and myself. Uh, if you're new to the Discord community, just know that you've got to build up experience and participate in the community before you unlock certain uh, aspects of our server. That's to protect everybody's privacy. But there's no reason you cannot participate in this little challenge. Just send me or Mike or one of the other guys a, uh, a heads up that you want to participate. We'll collect all the information, the pictures, throw them in the uh, challenge. And then eventually, as you earn your way up the levels, it will start unlocking these things and you'll be able to see it yourself and continue your updates every week. Again, it's a 12-week challenge. At the end, the most improved individual voted on by the community will get a $50 Amazon gift card. So back to the show. All right. Mike is back and we've got some folks yep. on the, uh, the chat. What we're going to come to that in a little bit uh, later there should be. So first impressions, again, you've got six seconds to make a good first impression. If she sees you gawking at her and you wait three seconds to go say hello, half of the time to build that first impression was just wasted by you staring at her. Think about how that people perceive that. So again, move, how you move is going to be important. So, Try to limit the, the janky shit that you might do normally. Again, rehearsal, this is all structured stuff. You're going to go and practice this in advance. I want you guys to know what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, and get into a, uh, a rhythm of doing things consistently. All right? And the then be rejected. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the other thing here is like remembering that women are not going to make a direct approach at you. Right? The most that they'll do is they'll make some eye contact and uh, – and the you know the the way that they're going to do that they may smile they may you know play with their hair they may touch the face something like that but that that is an approach in and of itself right so if you get that then then that's going to be kind of the indicator of like hey i'm okay with you coming over to talk to me and basically just go ahead and do it right then yep and oh and so moving on yeah that's absolutely uh being rejected we kind of already touched on this a little bit ago this is what we were talking about they don't know anything about you as a person. All they're rejecting is your approach methodology or your presentation. Both of these things are, are elements that you can improve. All right. You can improve your presentation. We've already done a show in this about the whole. Yeah. Go watch it. Links down in the description already. Uh, and if she's not uh, keen on your, your approach methodology, that's what tonight's about. I think I cut Mike off. What was that? No, no, you got it. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Yes. Approaching. So what you say to break the ice often isn't actually all that important. Absolutely. Man, this is so important. I think guys got to get out of their head. They're so oh, focused on what they're going to say that they lose. They, they miss the forest for the trees. How you say yeah. it is far more impactful than what you actually say. 
Think back to subcommunication, covert communications. This is where all this stuff kind of comes out. Yeah, 10% of communication is the words. Right. Right. The other 90% is the tonality and your body language and the context of the discussion. Exactly. Let's see. You should not put them on edge or make them defensive. You want to build comfort. Now, there's there's different ways of going about this. There is times where you're going to do it as a, like a direct kind of approach. And it could put them off uh, on, on guard, raise the shields, make them defensive. Um, there's time and place for that. Again, remember, this is just the training wheels aspect. We're going to try and get as much positive uh, outcome as we can. So we're going to do this in a structured way. For right now, I want you guys to focus on being genial, non-threatening, you know, pleasant when you approach. All right. So. What's an example of this? We're going to talk about this in, in, in more detail later, different examples of how to approach. One is don't look like a serial killer. Don't have a scowl on your face and stare them down. <laughs> uh, don't approach from behind and give them that ninja shoulder tap on the on, on, from behind. Especially if you're out like in a club environment, you're like, oh, you know, they're going to be surprised. You don't want that. Yeah, Not don't that sneak up on them. So, yeah, if you are in a situation where they're in front of you and they've got their back to you, circle around. Get their attention, cross the dance floor or whatever, give them that smile, elicit the approach invitation, then go straight to them. All right. You're going to have wildly better results doing that than what most guys often kind of get into a, a rhythm of doing through bad habits. All right. So the whole reason that you're going to approach, hopefully guys understand why they're doing this. It's to get into a conversation. You've got to learn to transition. All right. Now there's a whole you can write there's books actually written about how to transition. I'm, I'm not going to get into the, into the fineries of that right now, but the gist of it is I want you guys to be polarizing if you can if you're comfortable with that. And again, this is the uh, right out of Mark Mason and and Brad Pete. You're going to automatically screen for women right off the top of those who are already interested in you. So by having polarizing statements, that could be statements of intent immediately escalating the sexual uh, conversations uh, within, you know, reason. But again, think of it in the terms of the training wheels. We're trying to get you guys positive results to build up your confidence. So you don't have to go ham and go straight into the direct stuff. But yeah, being, be polar, being polarizing is a very useful tool, which I favor. And honestly, that's more of an intermediate kind of thing. For the beginners out there who've never approached women or you're you're really, really in your own head and you're you're just got a lot of approach anxiety. Oh, we lost Mike again. Then go with something more indirect, casual, and I'll have examples in just a second. So direct versus indirect. Each has its own merits. Direct is where you are going to walk up to them and immediately give them interest uh, and be direct in your intentions. Indirect is where you kind of beat around the bush. They know you're flirting on, flirting with them. You know, they know, they know. Yeah, you get it. Oh, Mike, I don't know if you can hear me, but you're, oh, there you are. Okay. Your uh, camera mic wasn't on there for a second. So yeah, uh, direct is pretty straightforward. I like you. Let's go on a date. Indirect is, hey, do you have the time? Hey, do you have this? Uh, hey, did you notice this thing over here? You're beating around the bush, just kind of formulate a conversation to transition into something more meaningful. Direct is, like it says right here in one of the bullet points, it's better for situations where time is limited. 
uh, and or seeing if they're naturally interested. Again, that's that polarizing aspect that I was talking about. And if for those that haven't watched it, go watch one of the older videos about the bell curve. It's you got to know this stuff. Uh, let's see here. Functional. Okay, so now we're kind of getting into different types of openers, which cracks me up because I see the term opener came from PUAs 10, 15 years ago, but it's so mainstream now. You can go over to the Tinder uh, subreddit and people are like, what's your best opener? Like, And they don't realize that you're using pickup terminology. It just it cracks me up how mainstream this has all gotten. Um, speaking of Tinder, you had uh, something you wanted to say. Mike, can you hear me? Uh-oh, I think we lost him again. First of all, my audio is good, I hope. Uh, now we can now we've got you. All right. So, can you hear me? Yeah. So, we were just say, talking a little bit ago about Tinder. You okay. had something you wanted to say? So, um, yeah, the, we were talking Oh, no. Yes. No. Yeah, you're you're chopping out. You're 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 cutting in and out. Why don't we save this one for the after party or for the after show? All right. Yeah, we're having technical difficulties on that side. All right. So we're just going to continue oh, on. No good. Hey, Mike, why don't we save the uh, the Tinder thing for Discord for the after show? All right. So we're just going to move right forward into the different types of uh, openers. So functional. Do you have the time? Very simple, very casual, very low effort on your part. Also, the most difficult to transition from into a proper conversation. Onverse, observational. You know, right there is a good example of, you know, wow, you know, you're making an observation about something in your surroundings that you can both observe right there and then possibly transition onto something else. Uh, let's see here. The compliment opener. Now, this is really important that you don't compliment something that they didn't earn. Their looks. They were born with that. Don't compliment their looks. Compliment an accomplishment, something they did, something they, they earned, because then the compliment is going to be, again, earned in its own right. They're going to, people value what they have to work for. So if you're going to give them a compliment on something that they earned, it's going to have way more weight to it than complimenting their looks. And always, again, try to uh, transition into a conversation from there. Next one, direct. You know, again, you're putting your sexual interest out there right up front. Hard statement of intent. Boom. There it is. You are a sexy girl at the party. I'm Joe, and you are. And just go from there. And then the last one is the combination. This is my favorite, especially for a day game, where you go out, and it's just this juxtaposition between a casual kind of thing. Hey, do you know what time it is? I forgot my watch at the house. To, nah, I'm just kidding. I just thought you were cute and wanted to talk to you. It's this change up. And it's really powerful stuff. Uh, we lost them again. Yeah. Damn. So oh, let's see. You got some good questions. All right. Moving on. Yep. All right. So moving on. Uh, where are we at? Oh. So that actually finished up this portion of just the basics of approaching. Give you guys a handful of examples of the different types. We talked a little bit about the uh, direct versus indirect, a little bit about the internal versus the external, inner game versus outer game. The main thing is I want you guys to kind of just make this as easy on yourselves as possible to write down a couple of different openers that of the different types that are suited to your personality. 
you're going to practice and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse in the mirror, get a camera, practice this shit over and over and over again, drill it into your, uh, into muscle memory. This way, when you do see a girl you're interested in, you don't have to burn three seconds trying to come up with something to say. Go over, talk to them, because you've already done the rehearsing and the practice, the repetition to drill it into you. This is the baby steps. This is the the, the training wheels aspect. So this preparation is going to pay dividends down the road. So hopefully this is kind of giving you guys some stuff to think about. Uh, one of the things we, we had started to touch on is the transition. We'll cover that next week. So just for now, again, don't forget your homework. Go out, meet uh, 30 minutes a day if you can. I know it's tough right now because there's not a lot of people out, but things are slowly going back to normal. So 30 minutes a day, every day, no hired guns, no family, no friends, uh, no coworkers. You actually got to go out and talk to women that you would not normally speak to during your day-to-day -day lives. And I want you to accrue 30 minutes of FaceTime every single day. Now, you don't leave until you either get their number, they leave, or they tell you to get lost. That's the rules, all right? This is your homework, and it has been your homework from like day one. So make sure you're going out there and doing that, especially right now, the weather's amazing. Uh, things are opening back up. You've got no excuse now, all right? And I just gave you a handful of openers of different styles that you can try out. And also, don't forget, you got to do this at least 30 times for each individual opener to really know if it's going to work for you or not. It takes about 30 times to get a data set to be statistically relevant. So if something that you're doing is not working, do it for 30 times, then change it up, and then do the new one 30 times and see how that pans out. So it's called A-B testing. It's one example of it. So just keep fine-tuning, fine-tuning, fine-tuning. And I'm going to guarantee you right now that what may not have worked six months ago or a year from, or, or a year ago, moving forward, it will. Or it may, it may very well work for you. This is the same thing we talk about where you don't give women compliments. Why? It, it screws up a lot of the dynamics with the investment, the stuff we've talked about previously it's in the class. It's a risky move. It's a really but risky move. If your shit is, is wired tight down the road, you can actually start do, breaking the rules of thumb. But you have got to have gone. You must have gone through the 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 self improvement process, the whole cycle. Otherwise, it's gonna things are gonna break down. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, we've we've kind of gone through all of the show notes for tonight. I do want to get through the uh, the comments here. We got quite a few. Can you hear me on my audio for now? We can. Great. Um, and while I have everybody's attention, I want to put a shout out to all of our Patreon support supporters, Liam, Koza, Reese, Mr. RA, Dante, Andy, Matthias, Lee, 19, Crow Colt Cowboy, Corin, and Brulafi. Thank you all for supporting the channel. Also to the guys that are doing the server boosting on discord. Thank you. Uh, thank you as, as you know, as well. Uh, your guys support is massive. Don't forget a little announcement this Saturday at noon, we're doing the, uh, I don't want to call it a coaching call, but a private call with our subscribers and supporters. Mm -hmm. And then at 1 p.m., we are going to have another watch party over on Discord. We are still working out the details, but we're going to create another commentary track, this time for Fight Club. So I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. We had a lot of fun doing it last time with The Matrix. 
Yeah. Now that uh, that commentary was already released to our supporters. Look for that to go live to the general public on Saturday. All right. So without any further ado, we got some questions here or comments. Yeah, actually, before we jump in with questions, let me let me give a suggestion here since I my okay. audio kind of you know jammed me up there for a second, and it's really just three suggestions. Um, when you're opening, you know, from the, the keep, keep it simple, stupid category, you know, I, I tend to go really, really simple with opening a conversation with anybody. And it's one of three things. It's, hey, how's it going? Hey, I wanted to talk to you or hey, I wanted to meet you. And you can put those two together, right? Hey, how's it going? I wanted to meet you. And then tell them why. You always need to follow up with something as far as why you were interested in them. And it can't be. Oh, he's cutting out again. So what he's talking about, the reason why you've blown out your game and save a lot. So Mike, you cut out again. Um, I don't know if you can hear me. So just to kind of piggyback yep, what he was saying. You. Okay. So you're, you're back again. You want to justify why you're talking to them, why you're giving them this, mm -hmm. this statement. And we're going to talk about that in the gift of gap in the, the later portion with the conversational mastery, justifying why you're talking to them is so, so important. Yeah. Uh, there's so many, it, yeah, tons of reasons. It can be so simple as it looks like you're having a good time or I was, or I wanted to get to meet you. I'm curious as to, you know, I'm curious as to what you're here for, right? Are you here? Like if they're out at a bar, are you guys here for a special event or is this like a happy hour type thing? You know, like what, what are you out here looking for? Cause if they say like, oh, it's my mom's funeral, then you know that that's probably not a great context for the discussion, right? Um, but that's a great opener and then transition into just a, a general conversation. And then you introduce yourself, you say your name, just say, Hey, here's why I'm here. And you, you know, you tell them that piece and then start asking, you know, your question or so, or something like that, or, or, you know, then, then you're doing some type of interaction at that point, but that's not the, what I just described is probably 80% of the approach. Yeah. It's just being sociable and, uh, and, and having that, that, that social intelligence. Asking why people were there and who they're there with. Mm -hmm. I, I can't believe guys don't understand. This is one of the basic things that should come out of your mouth every single interaction. Yeah. This is basic shit you got to know. Take an interest and you'll be interesting. Yes. And that, there's that aspect as well. So um, let's see here. So that's all I wanted to touch on is just those three things is, hey, how's it going? I wanted to meet you. Or, hey, how's it going? Uh, I want to talk to you. And then why? Yep. All right. So getting into the comments, uh, hopefully, yeah, I don't think you were late. Uh, you didn't miss much. Uh, let's see. Is that a full book? Because whenever I Google it, I just get like three slides. I think he's talking about the Vin DiCarlo Kino escalation ladder. Yeah. The escalation yeah. ladder is, is pretty, pretty large. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it's the PDF. I think it's only, like, or the book is only like maybe 30 pages. Let me search it real quick. Yeah, it's you hard. Can, you I keep going. It. Yeah, I bought it years ago. The eye flash is just like a the eyebrows just go up really quick, and it's mm -hmm. in concert with a smile. So whenever you see somebody, you know, like, hey, you know, it's that elated kind of look on your face, like, hey, buddy, how you doing? That hey, the eyes, eyebrows go up. You smile. You smile from the eyes. It's a combination of different elements that all come together for. Uh, you're trying to elicit a positive reaction on their part. Some women are going to see it and they're just like, eh. Others are going to be like, oh, and they're going to be friendly and they're going to be like, oh, hi, how you doing? From across the room. Is that that that's that nonverbal you're going to get. That nonverbal 
positive reaction to your eye flash and smile, that's the approach invitation. When you get that, don't just leave them hanging. Okay. Yeah. Go over and talk to them. Now, if they might. Eye, if their eyes get a little bit bigger or they hold a little bit extra eye contact, that's it. That's the look. And then you can also give a little bit more eye contact as you approach. That's the other mm -hmm. aspect of that. Uh, let's see here. Don't gawk till you're ready to say hello. Gawking by, yeah, don't just stare at them. That's a little weird. Thank yeah, you, Stan. If your jaw is on the floor and you're just staring at somebody, I don't care if it's a woman or man. It's very, very off-putting. Ribney, uh, women game is weak. Well, yeah, yeah, women have pretty bad game in that sense of external game. Their game is, is different. Men and women are different. Their way of going about doing things is different. We have to carry the uh, the weight in that sense and do a lot of the uh, the heavy lifting, for lack of a better term. Uh, let's see here. Monster Hunter 12. Are there any major differences to approaching during the COVID-19 pandemic? That's a really interesting question. Yeah. We've had a lot of guys on the Discord actually talk about how challenging that can be. Um, just because somebody's in a mask, they're more naturally closed off. Because if you cannot see most of a person's face, there's like a there's like a defense re response to you know to predators basically. <laughs> and so it's re it's really challenging uh, approaching when you got a mask on with somebody, or or if you're in a situation where you really are not supposed to be out, you know, socializing, interacting with people per you know local ordinance or whatever it is. But yeah, you can still do it. I was just working with a girl today. Went over to uh, Costco. Oh yeah, no, so, I, all masked second, up, but it still works. The second part of that is, there, yeah, that's not an excuse. I mean, should the people are absolutely dying to have conversations after they've been stuck at home for three months? And that's the other aspect. If you can tap into that, like, oh my god, it's so nice to actually have a conversation with somebody that's not, yeah, my cat or my dog, you know, or something mm -hmm. like that. Or if they've got, you know, it, we won't get into the single mother aspects, but if they <laughs> are, they are going to be craving adult conversations and interactions. Being stuck in a house with a kid for 12 weeks is going to make some people a little stir crazy. Just a little bit. Totally. Uh, but uh, yeah. Before we move to the next one. Well, uh, I, I think I want to address the, the major difference is oh, going to yeah. be like what Mike just said. It's that naturally closed off body language. So that's going to be tricky to get around. So don't be afraid to lead. Like I'll show you mine if you show me yours and you flash your mask off really quick. Hey, there's games that you can play with this to kind of make things fun. All right. That's true. So uh, before you go to the next one, I did pull up the DiCarlo escalation ladder. I've got it um, for all those that want to jump on the discord afterward. I'll just shoot it to you. It's a 26 page PDF. It's really yeah. super good quality. Well, we, we won't commit piracy or whatever, but we no, it's if you, go it up, you know, you might be able to. It's on script. It's free. Oh, it is now. Oh, he's, yeah. so he released it. Never mind. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. That's awesome. It's free. That's, that's excellent. All right. Good for him. I'm glad he did that. That makes our world a lot easier. It's gonna make your world a lot easier. All righty. So you yell your pickup line from the two meter. <laughs> there you go. Joe. All this right. Is, this is not actually a terrible approach of just hey, <laughs> and I mean just you know try it. And yeah. the thing is, like like do it. Be bold. And if it doesn't work, and it does, like what did you have to lose anyway? Yeah, you miss all the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, yeah. great quote. Go. Let's see here. Stand up. In any other case, she won't mind you getting too close. Yeah. Let's see, Dingleberry Joe, I'm honestly been wondering about COVID game. Well, don't wonder much longer because it's on its way out. Uh, at least the way the public consciousness is going. 
Everybody's starting mm-hmm. to go back to normal. Uh, yes, welcome, Master Dulisk, Dulist Key, Dulist Key, mm-hmm. stream. All right, Monster Hunter Twelve. Yeah, I'm gonna try and do day game. Good. Uh, they Excellent. were. Yeah. <laughs> polarizing. Takes, yes, polarizing takes ability to hold frame. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. But you can also have fun with it from a self uh, amusement perspective. Where That's such good advice. Have fun. Yeah, just have. I don't know why, guys. Yeah, give per, yourselves permission to go out into the world and have fun with this stuff. It can the be fun to fun, talk to people. Yeah, it is. And the more fun you have, the more fun they're going to have, unless they got to stick up their butt. You know, some people are just Which like again, like, 10, 15 percent are not in a place to have a conversation, and that's fine. Yeah, it's that's it's the bell curve model, that spectrum where some people are just so far on the one side that no matter what you do, they're not going to be interested. They're not going to want to talk to you. Reasons. Don't worry about it. That's not a reflection of you. That's just life. Okay. Mm-hmm. So move on to the next and have fun with the ones that you do have a successful interaction with. Uh, let's see. Indirect is great for social circle game. Yes, because you got to have that covert conversation and subcommunication because social stuff can happen. 48 laws of power, protect your reputation. That mm-hmm. all comes to mind when, yeah, social circles. Also, work. This is why I don't recommend guys dating at work or hitting on girls from work at social gatherings. Now, if by some happenstance you meet somebody who you guys work for the same company, but you don't work together, that when you've got degrees of separation, those kind of like recommendations start to kind of break down a little bit. Because now yeah. it's more just a social circle game where you met through friends and you just by happenstance work for the same conglomerate, you know? Yeah, it's tough. If you're in a position of power nowadays, it's really challenging. Like Pete, you're going to get pegged as as somebody who's you know uh, taking advantage of a power dynamic. Not a good look. Um, if it's even a company that you're partnered with or in the same industry, like it, it could have an impact on your reputation. So, my goal, my or my advice is just completely steer clear of it. Like you should have enough hobbies and and socialization, you know, in your life that that you can meet people that way. Um, it's a damn shame because half the reason guys try to climb the corporate ladder is to get the status that arrives from that. And yep. If you can't tap into that, what's the point? Besides, you know, having yeah, you know, I mean, it's a challenge. I, I, I don't. Yeah, a lot of the, don't yeah. get me wrong. If you're smart about it and discreet, you can do it. But there's just understand the risks at least if you're before you're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I got this out. Tinder is awful. Bumble the same. Yes and yes. Uh, it is written, turn me on to, uh, what's the new one? Hinge. It's not new, it's Hinge. And mm-hmm. I've been having a lot of fun with that. That actually surprised mm-hmm. me. They limit how many people you can talk to or like in a day. I'd say I'm running about a 30% success rate. It's huge. It is huge. It's, it's incredible. There's nowhere near as many bots. And most of the people that I keep getting matched up with, they're reasonably good looking chicks. And they're young too, like 18 to, like 18 to 30. Now that may not sound young to some people, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, all relative, I guess. But um, yeah, it the, beats the Tinder and, Tinder it beats and the other shit. Yeah. So oh, now that we got you actually with good yeah. communication, what was it you were going to say about Tinder, about the, the Tinder approaching? Yeah, uh, and my audio is still good, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. So. The interesting thing about Tinder is I've been talking to a lot of the guys on the Discord, the, the senior guys that are actually like running game effectively on Tinder. 
And the three things that, that kind of came away, uh, number one, you, you got to work on your presentation. If you're not lifting, if you're not well-dressed, then you're, you're shot, right? Like the guys that do well on Tinder are already in kind of that top tier uh, of guys. So, you know, be attractive, don't be unattractive. It goes back to that. But the second piece of it is, you know, have good photos and have, you know, really good opening direct game. And then, you know, keep it short, keep it to logistics, like no more than five, six messages. And you need to be asking them if they want to get together because by your pictures, they are have already decided from minute one, if they want to even interact with you in the real world. And I'm not talking about like go out on a date. I'm just talking about actually like a, a regular interaction. So, um, you know, one, a couple of the approaches that have been super effective are, hey, so-and-so, like, let's say, just pick a name, Jessica. Hey, Jessica, I'm, my, I'm Mike, I'm the direct type. Uh, nobody ever fell in love over text. Uh, why don't we get together Tuesday? Yep. And, and just, hey, like set a date, start to move to logistics. And then we can get to know each other then, right? Yep. Or one or two questions. Hey, are you into, uh, man, I don't know what's a good example. Are you into the beach, right? If you're near the coast or something like that, right? Hey, I'm taking a trip to the beach in a couple of weeks or, or in a week or two. Is that something, you know, you down for that type thing? Just super direct and not, not aggressive, but assertive of like, hey, are you a beach person? If so, you know, we can meet up, go hang out at the beach or whatever you got. The main takeaway from this, though, is that you're going to be, again, polarizing with online game. You're being more direct because if you matched, you've already cut through all the bullshit. The subcommunication yeah. is she wants to smash. All right. There wouldn't be on these, at least on apps like Tinder or some of the, the BDSM ones. They're not there to play games. They tell the guys they don't want to hook up with that they're not there to, to hook up. But that's just them ASD. Okay. So when what Mike was just saying, Make sure that you are being relatively direct because you're going to automatically screen out the time with the what Patrice call them, the uh, the time hose. Yeah. The ones who are just there for the attention and validation are going to try and make you into a digital orbiter. Totally. They just they want, want to crap. give you, they want to give you their Snapchat. They want you to be their follower on Instagram. Don't play that game. Yeah. So, yeah. As soon as they hit me with that, it's like, I just unmatch them. There's no point. It doesn't have to be crazy, you know, complicated either. It's like, hey, look, tacos are three dollars. Like, you want to go grab a couple tacos or something? It's yep. like six bucks, you know, and see if somebody, it, first of all, has a couple brain cells and can hold the conversation and go meet them in person. Not that hard. Yep. Yeah, I, I got lucky there. I got a little uh, man. It's a good food truck, like just down the road, man. That's a so too far to walk, but I can just hop on the bicycle and pedal on down there. That's it. You know, throw, throw her on the back of your bike and <laughs> take her around. Jeez, man. Wasn't thinking in that sense. I'm thinking like we meet Incredible. there, but yeah. No, yeah. Meet him up. Meet at my place. We'll head over to the yeah. uh, shop. Do you yeah. like food truck? I know of a really good one. Oh, dude. How about Tuesday night? And that's a legit date. Okay. Chicks like food, especially nowadays. A lot yeah. of them are trying to get free meals out of guys. That's half the reason uh, some of them even yeah. are even on these apps. So be mindful of that as well. But um, food truck outings. I, I really like them. you get to go and you sample different food trucks, figure out which ones you like. And then like, cause they'll bring them in for work and they'll just have a conversation a between. Exactly. Yeah. So just a little snack here or there. And that's just one way to go about it. It's, it's an option for a date, but yeah. uh, you should be not, not spending more than a couple dollars to get to know somebody. Right. Yeah. I remember the old Tom Likas man back in the day, he was saying no more than $40. 
40 bucks. I mean, that'd be like a hundred dollars, man. It's like, screw that shit. No, man, no, a hundred dollars on a date on a young single guy. That's crazy. The best dates I've ever had weren't even really dates. They were free for the most part. I didn't spend yeah. anything on them. And I had the, the best, uh, the best results. Put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. The best interactions, the best dates, the best whatevers that had the best reactions. I didn't have to spend anything on. Yeah. So there's uh, your anecdote for you. But even if you do, you know, I mean, if you're out, look, if you're going to go out in a social environment, you got to assume like, Hey, I'm going to buy one or two drinks, right? Hey, I'm going to go get some gelato. I'm going to go get, you know, you go to on a pastry shop, whatever. It doesn't matter where you go to, but uh, somewhere that's interesting where, you know, you can get to know somebody and, you know, have that opportunity to interact, but there's also something else going on that you can talk about. So, you know, or do most importantly, like do something else uh, and have your attention focused elsewhere so that you're not just staring at each other for an hour. Right. Um, let's see here. I did not realize we had this many comments. I'm going to have to start moving through. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Got a lot of comments tonight. This is great. Uh, let's see here. Uh, were you being doxxed? I don't think so. Just the YouTube, the algorithm uh, knows. They're they're scared about Big, Big Brother these days. I don't blame them. Yep. Facial expressions and vocal ton uh, tonality are important topics. Yes, they are. You this is about why we, we had an entire episode dedicated to that. That's your uh, your presentation. Mm -hmm. So, well, no, I no, that was your social attributes video. I'm sorry. Yeah, we talked all about that. Uh, let's see here. I guess you don't need to worry about expressions wearing a mask. That is not right. That that's that not true at all. Mm -hmm. When you smile from the eyes, they can still tell you're smiling. Does that? Do you understand? I know Mike's. He's shaking his head. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, guys can post in the comments if you know what I mean by this. Yeah, your cheekbones are going to come up a little yeah. bit. That type of thing. Yeah, you're going. The eyes are going to crinkle. You're going to get the crow's feet. You're going to get the, the cheekbones come up a little bit. You're going to have more. Uh, there's more expressiveness when you are smiling in that sense. And believe it or not, you can still recognize people with a mask on. There's a lot you can get from their, uh, from their appearance. That's that even with the mask on. So you can still generally tell if a girl's cute, mm -hmm. uh, from, you know, despite what's covered, you can get a fair approximation. Let's see if you're just ugly. See, yeah, yeah I just, maybe kind of sort of, but not really. You can't hide some of this stuff. Look, few people are ugly. Most guys are average looking. And if you're in reasonably good shape and you dress well, then you're already putting yourself in a, in a higher tier than most people that women are coming into contact with. So don't make excuses. If you think you're ugly, just do the work. All right. So here's a really solid question. Excellent can, you question. Go into approaching, can you go into approach anxiety and how do you do the first approach? So let's first off define what is approach anxiety. I've been saying this for years. It is a mixture of the fear of rejection and stage fright. Now you can get over the stage fright aspect to a large degree by just getting immune to it by doing it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. The fear of re rejection will go away as you get more positive experiences. That's where you build up your confidence. And then also that fear of rejection goes away with time when you realize most women don't reject you right off the top based on your approach. Uh, especially the more advanced you get. So how do you do the first approach? You have got to uh, find your balls and go approach. There is no magic bullet. You've just got to do it. 
Yeah. It's going to be very awkward and a little really, you'll be in your head and you'll be chest be thumping and it's going to be very, very nerve wracking. They don't know any of that. They're not going to see it. It's all in your head. So there's a, go ahead. There's a couple of things uh, to approach anxiety. And I'm looking at a, there's a really great post that I can link on the discord about a complete idiot's guide to conversation from one of the senior guys. It's fantastic. And he touches on some of this stuff. So I'll just mention it here, but I'll link the article on the discord. Um, you know, you're probably wondering, you know, if you're a, a guy that hasn't done any social approaching at all, and you're just starting out, you're probably wondering like, well, why me? Why do I have to go, you know, talk to, to women or be the one to o- open the conversation? And it's because you are the one that wants these social connections. So you have to go get over that fact, right? Like if, if you want to interact with people, you have to be the one to start the conversation because the, the ratio of people that want to talk naturally extroverted are going to start conversations is very low very 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 low most people are in the middle most people are open to a conversation and then most people are doing something else they don't have the time of day they're a jerk they don't want to talk to you and that's in a very minor percentage so the the vast majority of the people in the mid-range that you have to understand are are probably going to be open to a polite conversation you know uh, at least a, an interesting conversation so Again, be interesting, ask interesting questions, tell them why you're talking to them. And if you start to understand that that's more likely to to give you a better result, then you've kind of gotten past the initial fear of like, well, why do I have to be the one to talk to somebody? Then the second piece of it is those feelings of excitement. And I, I don't remember what the YouTube video was. Uh, it was a long time ago. I think it was a Simon Sinek video actually about when athletes are going into a competition, they say, you know, they, they're being interviewed before the competition. It's, are you nervous? And they say, no, I'm, I'm kind of excited, right? And nervous and excited is the same thing, right? You have the same reaction. And so um, that Simon Sinek video is great. Uh, go look that up. I'll try and find it and link it. But uh, no reason to be nervous. There's the reason that your brain is sending you signals of like, hey, be worried about this is because you are taking a risk. And every time you take a risk, if you're, you know, especially a risk averse person, or you're not used to taking those risks and used to kind of facing those fears, then your brain will tell you like, hey, you're about to do some stuff that may be dangerous. And it's just a natural thing. I remember Mystery had a clip years ago about this where he theorized that it was uh, kind of an evolutionary thing where the guys who would go out and try to hit on girls in their little tribes, if they got rejected, then they were basically shut out of of any sexual success in the tribe because word would spread and then they Mm -hmm. were basically ejected. So in Mm -hmm. theory, I mean, on the surface, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, So we've kind of grown to be wary of rejection in this sense, but the world is so much bigger now. Most of the people you're going to see on the street, you'll never see them again. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, The last piece I would say is don't be afraid of outcomes. Uh, a lot of guys will worry about like, well, what happens if, well, what happens if, well, what happens if this, if she says that, if she does that, if he does that, blah, 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 blah. Then don't, don't worry so much about it, right? The outcomes are infinite. There's no sense in getting caught up in hypotheticals. It's not constructive. Yeah. And it helps also to not look at, to not do this with the outcome in mind, the outcome outcome that you should be seeking. Yeah. The outcome independence in that sense. The reason you're doing this is to build a skill. You're doing this as practice. If by some happenstance things go well and you end up getting a girlfriend, great. But again, 
that should not be your focus. That should not be your alt, your your goal in this sense. The outcome independence is you're doing this to build a skill. Okay, that's the key thing right there to the distinction. So, how do you do the first approach? One thing, one practical aspect of this is to do the preparation I've already referenced. Do the rehearsals. Have a few things pre-planned and 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 just ingrained into your brain. So the more preparation you have, the easier it's going to be when it's time to go live. All right, so we got to kind of move on because we got a lot of questions to talk about. I have not been able to convince myself to approach. You are just going to have to bite the bullet and do it. I'm out of – oh, he's got to go work. Okay. Bill Gates doxing might keep the population blue-pilled and under the Illuminati thumb. <laughs> do you have any tips for picking up at a mall? All of the stuff we've just talked about will work in a mall, on the street – Anywhere, at a bar, at the waterfront, at the ballpark, it's the same thing. You're being social, you're saying hi to somebody, and you're going to transition into a conversation. I really wish I could have included the transitional part in this week's part of the course, mm -hmm. but I forgot. So it's a different part of the course. Later on, I had another section, I was going to move it, and I just forgot to do it. So we don't have those slides tonight. Um, but we will definitely cover that. Uh, I should probably make that the first thing we cover next week, just so the course kind of follows. All right. Let's see here. How do you justify why you're talking to someone in a completely cold approach? Like someone you just walked past on the street. I just gave examples of what to say. The why is going to be relevant to what the opener was. Let me give an example. You know, excuse me. Do you happen to have the time? Now it comes to justification because I left my phone at the house. I don't have my, or, I'm running late or because I don't have my, my watch. You're going to give them a reason that it should be a real reason. Ideally, you're not going to bullshit people to make a real justification for why you want to talk to them. And if you are being direct, be give a real justification. All right. I just kidding. I just wanted to come over and talk to you because I thought you were cute and I'd kick myself later if I didn't say hello. Oh, we just lost Mike. I'll bring him back in a little bit. Oh, that's weird. That's a really big banner. Oh, there he is. And he's back. All right, Mike, can you hear us? Yep. All right, so the audio is working, so we'll keep going. All right. So hopefully that answers your question. Like how, yeah, how do you justify why you're talking to someone in a completely cold approach? The justification is going to be tied to whatever your opener was. Uh, see, Shibby Shibby JPE mentioned the three-second roll countdown from three and then go up and talk to them after one. Like jumping into a cold pond. Yes, that is the three-second roll. I do not recommend it. If you've done the preparation, then you can use the one-second roll. As soon as you see them, hey, hello, I'm going to go say hi. And just press forward. Let's see here. Shibbity dibbity. When I read the escalation ladder, what I got was like three pages. Okay. Yes, you are going to need the other 27 pages. There's a lot to it. And as Ribney said, men lead the game. Life's not fair. Get over it. You got to do the work. If she wears a mask, she's a sheeple and I pass to each their own. Um, I do question the, uh, the necessity at this point. The whole point, little thread jack here. We're on like one, day 120 of our 14 days to flatten the curve. I don't get why this is still ongoing. The whole point was never to stop everybody from getting sick. It was to stop the hospitals 
from getting swamped. Well, we're well past that now. So come on, let's let's get back to work here, folks. Get get society going again. All right. Uh, Mike is still having his uh, technical difficulties. These things happen. Uh, let's see here. Patrice O'Neill radio shows with Opie and Anthony. Yes. The Black Phillip show. Great. Yeah, he's got some funny stuff, man. And then the book of Pook. Also, look for the book of Pook coming soon-ish. We'll see. Once we get through this series, we are going to uh, we're going to tackle it some way. We're either going to do a uh, an audio recording of it, or we'll tackle it much like what Ryan Stone's doing with uh, uh, No More Mister Nice Guy, which Mike wanted to do as well. We're almost like a book club. We'll go ahead, we'll do the readings, and then we'll do some uh, drills and homework based on the readings. So Book of Pook is coming soon. I just wanted to keep it simple and make an audio recording of it. Then I found out there's already like six of them out there. So there may not be really a necessity for that. But breaking it down and talking about it, that would be something I'd be interested in. All right, Hinge, Facebook Tide, yes. Uh, they're all Facebook Tide, but Hinge uses uh, degrees, or at least it used to use degrees of separation. Think of like Kevin Bacon and the seven degrees of separation. It was friends of friends of friends or something thereabouts. I don't know what they do now. This is, I'm talking years ago when I first uh, started using it. And then they kind of went by the wayside and now they're popular again. You know. Oh, and we lost Mike again. Let's see, Master Dulisky had a dry spell for about three years and he found himself like totally uninterested in women. Any tips to get over this? Really lame, I know, but I want to do better. Yes. Okay. This is one of the dangers of going monk mode for an extended period of time. You've got being in monk mode is fine if you're doing so for a specific reason to, I don't know, recover from a breakup. You need six months to get your head straight. Uh, you want to focus on a gym or you want to focus on learning a new skill. Monk mode is good for a focused reason. Just doing it to do it doesn't serve any useful good unless you're hiding from whatever it was that scorned you, burned you, or whatever it was that got to you and got you in your head. So I'd say no more than six months. Now, to kind of address your point, you were stuck in um, basically monk mode for an extended period. How do you get over this? Get out there, start approaching, start making new friends, pick up a new hobby, something that's going to be so that's going to have a social uh uh, a social aspect to it where you're going to be able to engage with other people. You've got to get out of the house. You've got to get out and be around people. That's how you're going to get out of that funk. Then, and also you just got to do like we talked about earlier, do the drills, do the homework, go out there and cold approach people, get used to being sociable. Part of these training wheels is to get guys out of their head and to be more uh, extroverted. And if you're not naturally extroverted, that can be a real tough nut to crack. So again, do the drills, get into the repetition, get this stuff on autopilot. So when you do see people that you're interested in, it's way easier to go approach because you no longer are stuck. What do I say? What do I do? It's already there. Just go do it. So again, and also give yourself permission to have fun. Let's see here. Don't nut for a while. Uh, yeah, no fap will help. It's not a bad recommendation. Yep. Let's see here. 
Master Ruliski, yeah, I'm on a few weeks now going, okay, that's good. Uh, what are good date ideas? I've heard food truck and I've heard rock climbing. What else is there? Movies are a terrible idea. I would say, yes, yeah, stuff that you can be in close proximity to them is a big one. Yeah. Um, this is why, you know, going out to a bar works well because you can sit right next to them. I'm a fan of activity. That's why most people do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, and by activity dates, I'm thinking in my mind, uh, mini golf, things where you have an activity that you have your attention on, but you're right next mm -hmm. to each other talking. So yeah. it's not as awkward if like you're go-karting doesn't really work that great. Yeah. I mean, it can, if you're going to be stuck in a line waiting for the next, uh, or the next race and then you can watch, but there's a lot of downtime where you're not really engaged in, in activity. If you've got something in your hand, that can distract you like a golf club or a baseball bat. If you're going to the batting cages, that's another good one. Um, and particularly the best kinds of dates are the ones where you're going to be able to display some sort of mastery. So if you're really good at mini golf, then definitely do that as an, as an example. Um, Cause if you can kind of school her, not like, like just crush her in numbers, but if you can teach her a little bit and lead and demonstrate mastery all the better. Rock climbing, I love it because you get a free, uh, you get a get out of jail free card for looking at their ass when they're on the wall, and when you belay for them, if you know what you're doing, uh, you're going to build massive, massive comfort when you catch them when they fall, and everybody falls the first time, you know, just about. <clears throat> Let's see here. Stand up. Also, put yourself where the women are at, where social interaction is almost forced. It's a good, a good tip. Years ago when I was uh, in high school, I had an uncle and uh, I just bored. I just, I don't even know how we got in the conversation. You know, where do you go to find girls? And he gave me really good advice. Okay. You go pick up women's magazine. You find out where they tell women to go, to go uh, meet guys. And then you go there. The work's already done for you. They're telling you where to go to meet women. So, or I should say that they're telling the women where to go to meet guys. So, just do that. Go where they tell you to go. Uh, let's see. I only had one girlfriend at 28. She cheated. So since then, I've been kind of, yep. Hopefully, you, this is going to help you out. Um, it, yeah. It, it sucks that it happens, but it, it happens to a lot of guys. That's part of the reason this community even exists, is we're all kind of collecting and comparing notes. Uh, Mike is connected. Uh, I heard him just pop in, but he's not in the stream just yet. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Complacency is going to, is going to crush your gains. That's as true with uh, becoming more sociable as it is with the gym and pretty much everything in life. Uh, there's a really good uh, quote. I think it was Benjamin Franklin. I think it was Thomas Jefferson, you know, never put off to tomorrow what you can get done today. It's one of his 10 rules for life. It's, it's a good one. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. No such thing as an ugly man, just a poor one. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 there's truth to that. Uh, let's see here. I'm thinking back to uh, Lyle Lovett. He uh, was one goofy looking guy, but because he was rich and famous, he was a celebrity. Uh, he ended up marrying uh, Julia Roberts back in her prime. Let's see here. Alan asks, how often should girls be reaching out by phone or text after initial conversations or by texting G? 
that's just – I don't know what that was supposed to be. How often should girls be t- reaching out by phone or text after initial conversation? That's going to vary. I mean, if it's on these dating apps, they may not see it for a couple of days. I don't, there's no hard and fast rule in that sense. Now, if you're getting immediate responses to your texts, that's a good sign. But obviously if you text them and then you take some two weeks to get back to you, that's lukewarm at best being, uh, that's being charitable. So, so the rule of thumb I would say in this case is the more responsive they are, the better. And this is kind of obvious to hear me hear myself say this, but yeah, the longer they wait, the less likely they are to be engaged, the less interested they are. How often should be, Oh, I just take that one. Dates I like to go on is taking a walk. First, get a coffee, some kind of drink, then go for a walk to the nearest park or even just a different area. Change the venues. Yes. Changing the venues is really important as well. Uh, you can build, I think it's fractionation is the psychological term they used back in the day. So when you go from venue to venue to venue, you build up more memories because you've got new uh, uh, new environments and new stimulus to absorb. So you can create a, a very high amount of comfort and rapport by moving through different venues. So that, that's uh, a, a nice little tip right there for dates. Also, if you just meet somebody, go out to a bar, club, all right, well, we're all going to go to this next bar. And then you go and may turn in like a bar crawl or something like that where you merge groups. And now you have these girls you're with, and then you're building these connections. It's it's a really powerful tool just by bouncing from venue to venue. Let's see. Alan tried coffee dates a few times, but he found they sucked because coffee elevated anxiety levels and wasn't late enough. Bar and alcohol for first date works best for me. So he found out what works for him. Good. Which is love boba tea. Try that next time. I don't know what boba tea is. Let's see. I think a book club for fundamentals of red pill would be awesome. The book of Pook already has audiobooks. Yes. Audiobooks. That's what I was trying to think of earlier. Um, it'd be nice to put my own spin on it, but eh, it's not necessary. But a book club where we dive into it, we dissect it, that I'm on board with. Let's see. Taker shooting. Yes. Now that's a tough one to get into. Okay. Um, so again, if you are a gunny and you know how to shoot, great. Uh, be mindful, though, because a lot of women, it's going to put them on nerves or put them on edge. If they're not into shooting, it's going to be like pulling teeth to get them to want to go. But there are times where it, it, where you can use that to your advantage. So I don't want to get it off track here too much because we still have a few more questions to get through, and we are already over an hour. But, yeah, shooting is awesome. It's exciting. It's fun. You can demonstrate mastery if you know how to shoot. If you can teach them how to uh, uh, like actually hit the target and, and aim properly, then you're teaching them the skill. You're demonstrating mastery. It's freaking good. And yeah, so that's probably my two my two favorite personally is going through shooting range and rock climbing. But again, you've got to have a high degree of investment on their part to want to go to those kinds of uh, activities. They've got to be suited for that kind of stuff. Not a lot of women will be. So you're automatically kind of knocking down your uh, your your numbers just because if you're trying to get these things that are high investment levels that require high investment levels. Uh, it's a lot easier to get a woman to go on a coffee date than it is to a shooting range. All right. So if you try and do that, a lot of them are going to say no. 
They're going to balk. They might say yes, and then they'll flake on you later. So you might need to work up to making that maybe a second or third date kind of activity. What are some good sales course books? I noticed sales techniques is just game. GLS, it's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, the best ones are by that I've that come to mind are uh, Robert Cialdoni, Cialdoni, Cialdoni. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, persuasion, persuasion. Yes, they're excellent stuff. It's all about advertising. Let's see. I think I've used I've used being in Japan. And the passive culture, as an excuse, I'm going to get over myself. Okay. Yeah, so Mike is now in chat. He, uh, yeah, unfortunately. Still reading this. Okay, whoopsie says he just got here. He is still reading the sidebar and was wondering, how do you sexually escalate with women on a date? That's going <laughs> that, to That's more advanced. That's going to be down the road on uh, in the course. Uh Right now, we'll just say read The Escalation Ladder by Vin DiCarlo. That's probably the, the best short example I can give or the best short answer I can give. Now, you know what? Let's go a little bit more into detail. So say you're out in a club or a bar and you're in, in close proximity. You want to have that close personal contact. Go dance. When you're dancing, you're going to have that body-to-body contact. Your leg should be between her thighs. There's that escalating uh, sexuality. You're going to breathe in her ear at some point when you're talking. You're going to have that cheek-to-cheek contact. Boom. That's like one of the key things. If they're comfortable with cheek-to-cheek contact, you'll feel when it's time to kiss them. There's that electricity, that excitement. Yeah, don't shy away from that. But those are kind of the things that you can do to escalate. All right. Um, I think Mike's back. Boba tea are what all the college-age women are into for some reason. It's milk tea with little balls of tapioca. I have never heard of this. It just ugh, doesn't even sound good. Bubble tea? All right. Bubble tea. Is this the one that's like – no, I thought it was bubble tea or bob, boba tea. Is this the one that's Wait, like – Isn't it one of the same? I, I don't know. From – If it's the one – so I've been Southeast in convention. Asia. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking was it's like uh, the one I saw was uh, from a Japanese convention and they all kept buying these $4 teas. And there's a little thing you pop on the top and it shoves it down. I guess that is that. Talking about the same thing then. I thought it was bubble tea. I didn't know it was boba tea. All right. I thought you said Boba Fett. What? No. Uh, Let's see here. Trust me, they love it and they will notice you for being in on the trend. Okay. What Alan, uh, Alan Clay, what kinds of social drills were you talking about before? I'm not going to get into it. Rewind the video. And we, we went through this already. Uh, don't overlook all the women who don't drink. Yeah. See if Hank, if you're dating, you're doing it wrong. You test for comfort and attraction, then escalate from Kino. Pretty much. That's the crux of what we're talking about here. Uh, I don't know if you guys sure. watched it during no, the period. My comment was specific to Tinder. Okay. Oh, this is they're talking down below in the uh, the comments. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we're, uh, as far as this one statement, if you go back and you watch the original the, the opening of the video, we talk about the the three skills, what you're talking about here, comfort, attraction, escalation. This is yeah, this is what this whole next portion of the class is about. Tonight's about opening or approaching 
uh, going forward, we're going to get into comfort uh, and then how you build attraction out of this commonalities, the, the comfort and this, uh, I like to use the term time under tension from lifting where mm. you can have, uh, and I've seen this so many times. And this is one of those observations that I've gotten just from being out in the club scene for so long. So I've been with women. We were going along. Things were just great. I step away for a minute. Some other guy comes along and then I can't get back into the group. And then they go home with the other guy because they were, they weren't doing anything more different or the women weren't more interested in the guys. They just were in the conversation with them longer. So again, that, that time under tension, that's that commonality. They, it's what it is. It's mere exposure. They prefer the person that they knew longer, that they were more exposed to. That's what it comes down to. So in this sense, you can build massive attraction by just being in their presence for an hour. That's it. Go meet them. Win them over with the group dynamics. Uh, Lock into the group and then just stay with them. Approach and stay. And then as long as you're doing the, the micro bits of this with escalating here or there, it's a done deal. So moving on. Uh, Kino, yes. Kino, yes. Take things she says as sexual and point it out. Yes. Misinterpreting. This is where you get into the uh, uh, where you're, you're, the self-amusement aspects mm -hmm. so, of cold approach where, yeah. Definitely. You mishear things on purpose. It's fun. I do this all yeah. the time. It's, it's, it, there's, it's, it's the crux of uh, cocky comedy, actually, or cocky funny. You can do this. It's the same kind yeah. of elements. That's true. There is a caveat there, though. Just be aware of, uh, you know, context. It, it, yes. There's, there could be, hen, you know, mother hens and naysayers, you know, around. There's going to be a white knight standing there and it's going to just, you know, be an extra complication that you got to deal with. So if you can make that comment kind of slyly and, and in a way that's, uh, you know, again, we talk a lot about on the channel about plausible deniability, right? Mm -hmm. As you kind of know what you're doing, but they don't know if you know what you're doing. There's that. In, in the examples that come to mind for me, it's one of those things where it's it's a way to gauge the group dynamics. Where if they mm -hmm. say something and you misinterpret it or mishear it, and you repeat back what you want to have heard, does that make sense? And then yeah, in a group laugh, dynamic, yeah. in a banter format right. it works really really well yeah so whenever they all laugh at whatever it is that you're joking about then you yeah you're safe mm -hmm. you've got the group dynamics one over and generally yeah you're in good shape girls love that here okay mm -hmm. is that bubble tea? yeah bubble tea <laughs> <laughs> and I oh yes and then flip the script on her take feigned insult there, yeah there's this guy gets it so i think we've covered mm -hmm. all of the show notes we are coming up yeah hour and 15 minutes we had some serious technical difficulties, but we uh, we adapted and overcame. So now I think we're going to end yes. it here. We're going to head over to Thank Discord for the after party. You're all welcome to join us. The link is in the description of this video. And for some reason, we've got more viewers joining us. I'm sorry you guys were late to the party. Head on over to Discord. Also, again, one last time, please like the video, subscribe, hit the notification bell. If you want to support the channel, there's a couple of ways of doing that. One is Patreon. Two is uh, boosting the server on Discord. I think we only need three more three more people to do it, though. Then we're going to crack the next tier, so we'll have better video and better audio. And we got one last comment in before the bell. Stan, I noticed my conversational skills are a lot more on point after listening to podcasts every day for a couple of weeks. 
Something about listening to more words per day. Yeah, it's a mm. possibility. Uh, it could also be that what you're listening to is you're internalizing it by rehearsing it in your head. And th this is one last thing I want to talk about uh, is the rehearsal aspect. Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. I've spoken about this before. It's a really good quote that I got from an old football coach. If you guys start doing the rehearsing in your heads and you're practicing your vocal tonality and all this other stuff, if you're half-assing it, you're training bad habits. So when you go to do things for real out in the real world, those bad habits are going to be exhibited. So whenever you're doing your rehearsing and your drills, and again, from the, uh, the training wheels perspective, you want to practice like you're going to play. All right. So, and also in the future, whenever you do have bad interactions, don't rehearse those in your head the way they went down. Because then all you're drill doing is drilling what went wrong. Try to envision or visualize things going differently and how you would respond to it. So what you're doing is then you're training yourself to be adaptive to future interrupts or future mistakes. So if you've already got kind of like a script written for yourself of what you want to do and say, you're going to go through this process and then you do it for real because you've drilled it. You've already got all the, pre the preparations done. You go ahead, you do it out in the real world. Things are going swimmingly perfectly well until boom, something happens. And then you got to kind of work around it or adapt. You're never going to script or rehearse or prepare the whole interaction. That's not, that's not what we're doing here. All right. We're just trying to get you guys over the hump of being in your heads and being a, getting over that approach to anxiety right now. So, but what I want you to do is whenever you have these interrupts or these, these, these bad reactions or bad interactions, think about what you're going to do differently next time. So rehearsing your head. Okay. I did this. I did this. I did this. This happened. Now I'm going to do this instead, or I'm going to change the direction of how things start and then kind of go in a different path. This is the crux of, like I said before, with the AB testing, you're going to try something. You're going to do it a bunch of times. You're going to get a set of results and then you're going to adapt and overcome. All right. So hopefully we've uh, given you guys some food for thought, helped you out with the, the approach anxiety and how to get over this uh, being in your head and not approaching. So, yeah, I think we are ready to wrap this up. Any other final thoughts, Mike? Mike? Hello? Yep. Can you hear me? Uh, I, I can hear you now. Yeah, do you have any uh, final thoughts? Uh, I don't. I don't. We're going to get these technical difficulties nailed out, uh, nailed down. My apologies. But I, I think the, the most important thing to think about is when it comes to game is you need to be interesting and be exciting and have a reason to be engaging with somebody. Just find a reason, right? Whether it's to talk about... Uh, you know, to get to a mutual interest or just get some of their interests out of them. I think the, the best thing you can do is just ask smart questions. Like that's my number one kind of takeaway from the whole game piece. Yep, absolutely. And just kind of the dovetail, just to kind of close it out right here. Everything he just said, we are going to dive into in more detail coming up and over the next two to three weeks. All right. So again, head on over to this court. We will see you guys in five minutes. Good night. Thank you.